It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, our first show after Christmas. What a beautiful day. It is a pretty day. Uh, it's nice and sunny. Do you see any clouds in the sky? Because Calvin's going to correct us if there are. I don't see any. <laughs> Calvin, do you see any? Any clouds in the sky? Do you see any? I don't see any. No. It's a little breezy, but... Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and um, I made a uh, another discovery. Oh, I, I don't think it. I don't know how, if it did permanent harm, temporary harm. Yeah, I left the poinsettia I bought here out in the cold last night. Did you? Yeah, that's how not cold. It I guess. Well, it was thirty-eight this morning. Oh, yeah, that's not good, is that's it? Probably. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll see. It was on the porch? No, it was hanging in the yard. Oh, okay. It's one of the hanging baskets. Okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about it. One yeah, side yeah. looked great. The other side just looked like... Just kinda... <laughs> They're sensitive, the wind. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it was windy. Maybe it was the wind more than the cold. Probably the wind. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll uh, tell you each week what, <laughs> what I'm experiencing with it. I went out to my daughter and son-in-law's house yesterday. All right. To uh, open gifts and uh, and they haven't moved. Have merriment. They haven't moved into it. No, no I told so, you about so, the so address. Far, they led me led me in there. How done. about that? But uh, I had given them a poinsettia. Yeah. And you know you hate to say anything. <laughs> Are you going to no. water this? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know they don't. They don't listen to the show, do they? I try. I don't. I hope not. But I explained to them that when the bottom leaves droop, yeah, that means it's dry. And with that, my, after I mentioned it, my son-in-law took it to the to the sink. Okay, it needs a soaking. And soaked it up. So I managed back looking good today, just like you recommend. They're amazingly how fast they come back. Well, we had just the opposite action. Uh, Judy had gotten a number of gifts. And uh, one she got last year from her home health aide uh, was still looking good. You the know, point that, that it? Yeah, it made it through the whole year. <laughs> Holy smokes. And, uh, but, you know, it was the, the red was not yeah. distinct or anything. Compared to these new, the new oh, gifts she yeah. got, and she says, "Well, she says, well, can we put this in the compost pile?" And I said, "Not, <laughs> not, not. They don't say that until after you they go. You land <laughs> she's been, she's been treasuring this thing and babying it every single day. You know, I told yeah. her about you and I talking about, uh, uh, you know, usually in the dentist's office, it lasts about two weeks. Yeah, know, somebody forgets, <laughs> but they're." That one was there all year, based on that's the, unbelievable. The care that's wild. Well, and the one you got us, the great big one. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as long. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, ours is still going on that one. Good. And it's starting to, to color up. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. How's the broccoli doing, Milton? Yeah. It, Did y'all have broccoli for Christmas? It is a beautiful plant. Let's move on. How tall is it? Uh, Four inches? Five inches? No, I'd say it's... Uh, Six inches? Maybe it's <laughs> nine, nine to 12 inches. It's got lots of leaves on it. Wow. And when those wind gusts cut... Uh, wind gusts come up. Those wind, those uh, leaves are like sails. They just yeah. push it in a container. They just kind of push it over. But I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. It's not is too. It, is it? Is it? Is there's it no, there's no broccoli on it yet. No. Oh. That's yeah. But it's a beautiful plant. Oh, you were wanting to get the broccoli on it? Yeah. Apparently, uh, yeah. It's still. You all said we plant broccoli as late as um, February. So oh yeah. I'm counting on it doing they, something. They've got some. Uh, as I was walking in, I was looking at their. They got broccoli and a cabbage out there for sure. I mean, they got spinach out there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, lots I, of spinach. I, but, I was going to uh, say actually, that the spinach has really responded to this this weather and yeah. being per, more productive oh, than you yeah. expect spinach to be. Well, <laughs> the other thing is the onions that I planted just. I think it was uh, like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. They're they're already responding. Oh, mm-hmm. is that right? Good. Yeah. Well, this this weather's been nice, but. Uh, well, I mentioned it last weekend and probably the weekend before that. But uh, if you if you find some tall broccoli transplants uh, like they have out here, you can plant them. Plant that stem uh, deep, in other words, up to the leaves where the leaves come on, and uh, it'll root along the stem. But. Uh, Anyway, and we got a few blue bonnets left. Mm-hmm. I guess they're still on sale for okay. dollar dollar eighty eight while yep. supplies last. And that white blue bonnet is funny. <laughs> it's doing great. Yeah, it's it's uh, white's been vigorous, and that's about all we got left. We got a few reds out there. How about the uh, twenty nine cent dianthus out there? Yeah, doesn't look. Uh, maybe they've been picked over. Look. Uh, the ones that they had the great blooms. Yeah, anybody had bad blooms. Now, I'm wondering if we're seeing bloom buds on there when they see those little top things, or is that where the blooms were? I don't know that. I just <laughs> took it for granted that there are bloom buds. Yeah. And if you if you got some of these, they were pretty expensive. Let me look my notes. <laughs> Four, four for a dollar? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here they are. Yeah, they're four for a dollar now. Oh, they're four for a dollar? Yeah, that's right. 29 cents a piece. It's almost 30 cents. Yeah. A trace just can't help himself, can he? <laughs> uh, at least it's not 20. Well, <laughs> it couldn't be. Uh, I was going to say 29 Dot nine nine. Yeah, I guess it could be. It could be twenty eight cents. <laughs> yeah, four for. Uh, are still looking pretty. You, we think they've still got. Uh, they've got flower buds on there. And still, uh, lots of pansies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the pansies are. I was cyclamen. I was walking in and looking looking for knockout blooms and. Uh, when I got over to the 
pansies, by the pansies, and the cyclamen. This guy is cyclamen center here. Yeah. Uh, got, uh, unbelievable, man. There's some of the purple left, but mostly pinks and whites. Uh, oh, how about Jerry? Did you notice uh, were the stocks? Were there still stocks left over there? No, I didn't come in by the stocks. Oh. Well, I didn't either. We'll have to check that out. Hey, let's talk to James on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. James, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for taking the call. Let me pull over. I'm driving, but I know I'm going to a valley and I'll lose you, so give me one second. All right. Be sure to pull over. Uh, all right. Okay, I'm, I'm over on the shoulder. No, okay. no, I'm still. Hey, listen, uh, my Crawford lead has finally come up within the past week after being in the in the pot for better than a month. My, uh, oh, Lord. Deep. Yeah, I get. I gave up on. It. I actually quit watering it, and then when I quit watering it. It finally came up after yeah. that. Actually, after that last good rain we had a couple of weeks ago, I yeah. think it came up right. It came up right after that, and yeah. uh, I'm glad it's up. This is the thing. I put it in a faux uh, half whiskey barrel, a plastic barrel, yeah. and uh, I planted it thick. Now this is seed that I actually harvested from plants uh, I grew last year from seed you mailed me. My thing is, I planted it as thick as I thought I could, and I could thin it. But it's only yeah. come up in two. It's only come up in two spots, real thick. The rest of the barrel or half barrel is bare. What's the best way to kind of transplant that and move those little uh, seedlings, if you will, around? Or, or is that doable? yeah, yeah? Uh, get a get a knife or a, knife. a spoon. I guess would work for those small seedlings. And That's wait till the, they get their first true leaves, of course, and then okay. uh, carefully uh, separate them out and put them in uh, bare bare spots. Okay. And how far apart did you say four inches or so on the plant? Yeah, three or four inches. Oh, yeah, you can, three or four you can inches. certainly plant them farther apart than that if you want. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get big. Yeah. Yeah, they I'm, glad they came, I'm glad they came up they for you. last year. Yeah, we really like the lettuce. My second question is, I do not like red onions, especially at a restaurant. They throw it on the salad, a burger, they ruin my, my meal. But my wife loves red onions. So I'm going to plant some onions, and I got a Dixondale catalog. I just haven't cracked it open yet. I thought you all had talked about onions a couple of weeks ago, that there was a red one that was not strong, uh, that was a real mild red onion, or am I mistaken? Well, we we talk about the red one being more pungent, being uh, that they've got a red one that's more pungent, but the uh, they've got a substitute for burgundy. They used to call it burgundy red, uh, and it's a it's a burgundy color, but it's it doesn't have burgundy in the name. Uh, I can't remember what the name is. I can't either. But is it Have you got a Dixondale catalog? Yeah, but I'm in the yeah. truck. It's at the house. I actually just saw it yesterday. I haven't opened it. So when I go through okay. it, the one that's mild is what I'm looking for, a mild Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's one even that red, used to be sold at Burgundy Red. Even red Bur- Creole is pretty mild. Yeah. Yeah, that, we, have that, we have Southern Bell Red. Yellow okay. Granix. Southern Bell Red. Is that what it's called? That's it, yeah. Is that it? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Good going, Melton. Right. Thank you. I'm, 
I'm writing it down right now. Southern Bell Red. Right. right? Okay. Correct. Okay, and the other one Calvin mentioned was Creole. Red Creole. Red Creole. That one's a little more potent. Yeah, that's uh, uh, pungent for our the one person that called in and wanted the... Uh, didn't like the mild onions. He just wanted, no, you're just picking on him now. He just wanted something. <laughs> Maybe he likes the mild, but he did, He wanted another choice, you know. I like, uh, I like <laughs> it. I no. that once in a while. That's a good, that's a good onion for. Uh, Which one? Oh, the red keel for oh, okay. salads and things. It's a little, yeah. It's a little potent. They just don't, yeah. they don't, they don't agree with me. They give me indigestion, something awful. Something in the oh. red onion doesn't, doesn't set with me. But I'll yeah. buy that Southern Bell Red. Do they have that there at Millburgers if I can't find it in the catalog? Yeah, well, it's listed on the uh, under our sale items, but uh, we don't know what's happened during this week. Yeah, uh, what's there last uh, week? We, okay. we, we'll, we'll check. Uh, could we could y'all check? Because I, I live a long ways away. I live south of Lytle, actually, and Millburgers is a long way to drive if they don't have it okay. in stock. Well, yeah, and you can it, you can call too, um, not while you're yeah, driving, well, but buzz them yeah, and, and well, just said they can put it aside for you so that you know. The, I can't ever get anybody to answer the phone. I don't know if they still have uh, okay. the phone issues or, or what's <laughs> right. going on there. We'll check on it, James. We'll check on it too. All right. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. You take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210 210-308-8867. Yeah, I found the uh, pri- the uh, sale price uh, five for twenty five dollars on those uh, cyclamen. Cyclamen, yeah. And uh, they're still blooming their heads off over mm, there. Still pretty. And with the weather, <laughs> weather's looking like it's supposed to look. I mean, it's supposed to be for almost a week. You want me to see what the weather's going to be? They said. Uh, I looked at the weather the other day and right. wanting rain. My son uh, yeah. likes this weather we're having, but I don't like this dry weather we're having. And low humidity, that's drying things out big time, quick. And so uh, they they put 60% chance, is what I heard, on the weather. Oh, I said, on what day? On uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. All right, let me look. Wednesday. And they said, hey, was it 60%? Yeah. 60%. When I saw it, it wasn't quite that high. <laughs> 20% on the others uh, before that. But uh, we we need some rain. My my horse herb's not up yet, Milton. What the hell is no, all this about? No, that's your. Or my, uh, you, or my uh, bluegrass. I told you not to be so abusive to <laughs> How can you have sustainable winter? Uh, I can't. You can't yeah. I can't. It's brown. <laughs> All right, I, I guess I might have to water. Well, even the even the rescue grass and the annual bluegrass in most sites is not. Yeah, not up. In color, it, for a while the rescue grass came up green and then. Yeah. It's brown. It's brown again. All right. I, I, I wonder if uh, if our. Horse herb lady would uh, condone watering horse herb plants. <laughs> right now, Evelyn is going, I wouldn't waste the water on that stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, let's take a quick break, and then I'll come back and tell you what the weather forecast is for the uh, week. Okay. Hey, I'm going to walk it. 
Okay, Calvin's going to go check out the onions. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with live at Millburgers <laughs> Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. The new year is almost here, and if your gardening resolutions include creating a better garden, growing things you haven't grown before, whatever they are, Millburgers is there to help. I like to think that Millburgers has the three Ps when it comes to gardening. One, they carry the plants that are known to do well in this area. Millburgers has plants that have stood the test of time in Central Texas and San Antonio. So you know when you're getting a plant from Millburgers, it's supposed to be grown here in San Antonio, and you're going to have success. You also know that they're going to have the products, the second P, that are going to help you to keep that plant healthy and happy. And the third P, professional advice. Millburger staff is well-trained. It can help you solve any problem that you have and will help you through all the questions that you have about the plants that you want to grow. You can also learn more by going to MillburgerNursery.com. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and take a second to give you some advice here. If you are uh, wanting to get rid of insects or rodents or whatever there is that's bugging you in your home, call Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control. We talk to Spider-Man frequently on the show, uh, and it's he's... Uh, you probably, if you've heard it, you get the idea that the man knows what he's talking about. He's been doing this since 1976, and actually, Spider-Man Pest Control is, uh, since 1976, Warren's been doing it even longer than that. And Wasn't so, he doing it on his own? I think as a baby. He, uh. <laughs> I think he's four or five years old. He, was, he had a little pest control company around the neighborhood that he did. <laughs> I bet when he was crawling around the floor, he would come across a roach, he would immediately smash. Organically. Yeah, yes. organically. Uh-huh. So, so that's when they knew he had an aptitude for that's exactly insect right. control. Uh-huh. It's, his parents encouraged him. <laughs> the story of Spider-Man pest control. <laughs> well, since 1976, he's been making people happy. When you read the Google reviews, you'll find people that have used Warren for... Gosh, I think it was uh, 15 or 17 years. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, so you can use them, too. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. When you call, ask him, you know, was he a baby crawling on the floor? Ask about our story, <laughs> our backstory on Warren Remy and uh, Spider-Man Pest Control. What I like about him is he's got the good stuff, too. He's got both. He can For do those that are screamish. Squeamish. Squeamish? Uh, yes, he's got organic. He's got organic stuff. That's true. But for me and my uh, kind. Until the home glows. You're not happy until the, the Absolutely the, not. Yeah, you just kind of you walk in the kitchen, and if you don't hear of the spray. I have a Geiger counter. Uh, <laughs> That's right. With you. You're just not happy. Well, no, he does. He does treat organically, and he does treat with some, uh, with chemicals as well. And he'll, Good stuff. He'll talk. 
talk you the way through, too. He'll tell you the, the positives and uh, negatives depending on what your situation is. There's no negative with those tough talk, chemicals. Talk, talk to Warren. Were you on the floor <laughs> crawling and killing roaches? No. I Warren, always hate Warren. that when you when they, they did this in my article one time, too. They say chemical versus organic. Yeah. Oh, what is the what, synthetic versus Ma- organic? Manufactured versus oh. uh, organic. Okay. But they're all chemicals. Yeah. True. So yeah, I never know exactly how to dif- how to differentiate. And they're all they're all toxic. If you don't believe it, ask the bugs. Well, yeah, and Calvin, <laughs> you pointed out that there are toxins. Yeah, you, ten- you get technical on that. You know, you salt toxic. Or you want to be you got to be real careful. Yeah. But uh, but that that one's easy. The chemical chemical is organic or manufactured. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell him how you uh, you prefer to do it, and he'll talk you through what you got. Like for instance, he had a lot of like the um, he had a lot of success spraying for mosquitoes with the, the oils that we used and stuff, which was more uh, which was an organic treatment. Well, and he, um, he he's he's also a key ally in uh, folks that are uh, want to increase the butterfly yeah. populations in their neighborhood. You can do both. You can. Uh, you can control the mosquitoes, and you can uh, protect the, the butterflies as well, especially yeah. if you're working with Spider-Man. All right. And, then of course, you'll find them at GhostSpiderManPest.com, GhostSpiderManPest.com. All right, let's look. Look, I promise you the weather. Well, or do we want to give a report to uh, on the onions? Oh, yeah, give James the onion yeah, report. Yeah, we got, we got both. Onion report. Both both of the uh, red onions are the Southern Bell Red, Southern Bell, and uh, Red Red Creole. Both of them are uh, available in uh, uh, good supply, looking good. Um, And of course, there's uh, all the yellows and the whites too. So um, don't hesitate. And they can, as Milton mentioned, if uh, if you want them to set aside some for you, they'll yeah, call the nursery. 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760. But it's time. You know, you know what they're out of? This Do was what? sad. This is it's good news, but bad news if you're a procrastinator. Oh. I asked Stacy about the calendars. They're out of the calendars. I've been wondering about that. Yeah. What happened? I think they got so much business in the the, the fall and the and for Christmas time that people were picking up and going. So. Oh, they got got all the calendars. They, yeah, they they got them and they <laughs> they found. But well, they used to want to bring us some. I'm they get sorry. A calendar. What is all that? I don't about? think there was any time. Right, let's get the weather. We'll think of something better. I'm sad Charles is not here. I'm going to make you happier on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Tuesday <laughs> and and Tuesday and Tuesday night. Okay, good. This afternoon, sunny. Yeah. High near 67. All right, that's pretty warm tonight. Yeah. Mostly clear, low around 46. Tomorrow, partly sunny and gradually becoming sunny. Mm-hmm. With a high near 73. Wow. Uh, <laughs> winds out of the southwest with uh, southwest with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Sunday night, increasing clouds, low around 50. Oh, that's good. Uh, tonight, or sorry, Monday. Doggone it. Mostly clouds, high near 68. 30% chance of showers Monday night. All right. Uh, that means drizzle. Okay. 
Tuesday, 50% chance of showers. All right. High near 73. Tuesday night, showers and thunderstorms likely. Oh, my goodness. Mainly after midnight. Oh, no. Uh, Mostly cloudy with a low around 53. They didn't give a percentage? Hang on. Wednesday Uh, night? Chance of precipitation, 70%. There you go. That's what I saw on TV. Okay. And then Wednesday, 30% chance of shadow. Well, we sure need it. Yeah. Maybe it'll bring my horse herb up. Maybe so. <laughs> hey, Margaret is on the line. I think, um, yeah, Margaret, we had to end the show last Sunday without talking to you, so I sure appreciate you calling back. She's got a question at 210-308-8867. Margaret, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. I was just calling to see, can I print a plant jasmine or ground cover or ivy right now or do i have to wait till spring do, it's do a what can you right. cut it back you want to know yeah. if you can cut it back she wants then? to plant it oh she wants to plant it yeah well i mean it's in shaded areas okay yeah yeah this is like any uh any other plant, it it, uh, it won't grow much, uh, but it'll develop a root system during during the winter time, a cold time. Does it grow faster? Does jasmine grow faster than ivy? I want something to grow fast. What is uh, it? Does jasmine grow faster than ivy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything grows faster than ivy. So I should cut yeah. ivy instead if I want to grow pretty fast, right? Well, right. yeah. Ja- jasmine is, uh, I think we've had better experience in the long run with jasmine in terms of a ground cover, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's ivy. the thing. It's so thick and it's pretty and it weathers everything. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so you you're sa- for a, a, a one year faster growth. You're sacrificing uh, all those characteristics of the Asiatic jasmine. Yeah. The jasmine grows slow, but it's more hardy, right? The ja- the Asian jasmine is, yeah. It it uh, down here. There's a truck going backwards on 1604. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> blew my mind. Uh, oh, he lost something. The, uh, but the, uh, uh, the jasmine will, will get established this winter. And, uh, yeah, and a lot of yeah, all freezing back. Yeah, very seldom does it freeze back down here. Now, in the Dallas area, Fort Worth area, uh, it can freeze back, but it comes back from the. It doesn't kill it. Yeah, and if you had uh, a lot of a lot of times, you can find it on, on sale with bigger units, but yeah. usually earlier in the year, and then then that, that, that's always great if you can buy those big containers mm. of jasmine, so yeah. you don't have to wait for the. Like Jerry and I did back in, years ago when we were experimenting. Yeah, well, you know, it took a couple of years for the jasmine now, to fill in. Now it's growing over the trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, do I water it a lot or, or not? Well, Either if you flatten it at this time of the year, I, what, what do y'all sell jasmine in, Asian jasmine in? Is it well, peat pots? Four-inch pots. 
Forage. Oh, you're selling forage? Yeah. And occasionally a gallon. Like if somebody wants a gallon, we'll special order it, but we don't normally stock it. Okay. So they've, they've got it here in four-inch containers, uh, which means when you knock it out, it's bare root, um, basically. And uh, so you, you're going to water that, limit, that uh, limited root system uh, during the winter probably every two or three days. Oh wow! I wouldn't want to. I was, I was thinking more like every. Se- if it was watered well, I was thinking more like every five to seven. But yeah. okay. Uh, but it really depends on the weather. You know, the yeah. Co- the cooler yeah. it is, the the less uh, moisture it's going to need. Plants sweat just like we do. Yeah. So when it's hot or windy, they're going to go through more. And if you got some soil, a reservoir. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's so, got soil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me either. But uh, I've got maybe, rock. maybe we can count on it starting to rain again, and then you wouldn't have to. <laughs> Historically, it happens. <laughs> well, I just want to know if I should always keep it wet or let it dry, too. So. Always let it dry uh, at least up to your middle knuckle before you give it another drink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Thank you all. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling back. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's up, Trace? Well, I just wanted to, to say we had a great Christmas. Good. Uh, oh, yeah. Sold all the poinsettias but one. Oh, man. <laughs> and it might have sold this morning. Okay. Um, and I wanted to let the guys know that uh, we started getting our fruit trees. Oh, and right. So y'all need to like get ready to turn your books back in okay. so I can re- refresh I, them. I got mine right here. So uh, hopefully next week I'll have you the the new books ready to go. And I saw that the uh, that little uh, reindeer that we've been talking about every week just yeah. went, just somebody just bought it. No, just did it? A few minutes ago, yeah. No, I it's, all, it's over there on the ground. Yeah. Oh, did they the pass ground? it up? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, poor little guy. Twenty five dollars. I mean, he's ready to go. <laughs> all right, I still ought to buy it and take it to Forest Apple. I think you should. Yard. Yeah. Forrest so, would like that. I don't think he would appreciate that, though. No, I'm so, sure he would. Well, you don't have to tell him you did it. <laughs> did well, there you go. Loves, yeah, he would know. He would know. Love Santa. Just leave it like that. <laughs> I see we still got some white blue bonnets. We do. And a few reds. Yep. But uh, still time to get those planted. Like, what about stocks, Trace? We're getting stocks. Ten-inch in, pots. Cool. I think you're the... Uh, 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 Cyclamen headquarters. Well, we had people driving in from all over the place. Uh, <laughs> had one guy come in and get 400 red mm. last week. Holy pretty, smoke. Pretty much wiped out my red. Yeah, so I, I, still got, I still got some so, of the whites and pastel colors, yeah. but yeah. not much of the bright ones. But they're still on special. Yeah. Five still, for $25? Still a great deal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Good deal. The only thing in there that you might still have that shouldn't be is uh, Chris, Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. So we took those off sale. Okay. Because Christmas cactus is also Easter cactus. And Easter's oh. right around the corner. And yeah. the point set is, like I said, there's only one left, and uh, it's at a dollar, so uh, <laughs> it's not worth advertising. So hurry in. And you got some pretty... Uh, a lot of pretty pansies out there. We do. Uh, we did get help pretty good this morning for our 75 off uh, Christmas gift stuff. Oh, uh, Christmas okay. decorations, I mean. Oh, good. The, uh, 
I, I can't believe more people are not buying my those Johnny Jump Ups you got over there. Those are colors that just grab me every time I walk by them. Well, maybe you should. Is it be, purple? Maybe we should be selling them to you. <laughs> is it the purple? There's a purple one there over there. There's a purple. There's one. Yeah. Well, they're one. Of, they're one of the best things. If you got small containers, yeah, right. In full sun, they're hard to beat. No, oh, yeah. This kind of weather. And I've, uh, they've got colors over there I've never seen. Yeah. So, so Trace, they're pretty. Do you want to see if you can make me feel better too? So I bought a. I was here Wednesday delivering the uh, banner. Yes. And I saw, and just as I was uh, pulling up, they were doing the point set of sale. Yes. And for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I got I, a hanging basket. I heard, there you go. I heard you took advantage of the. $5. I did. Uh. It, was, it was hard not to. And then it was like there are too many. I don't know how many to get. Uh, but I left it out last night, hanging in the wind and, and the cold. Is, is Blowing it, in the wind. Should I buy the dollar one and just in case as a backup, uh, <laughs> or you think it, it'll be okay? Are you needing it for a New Year's party? No. Then take your losses. Okay. <laughs> but I like it. It's pretty. Y'all really did. Yeah, the prettiest poinsettias this year. It's just oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'll try to nurse it back to health. <laughs> okay. That and the broccoli. Yeah. The broccoli. St- oh yeah, broccoli's beautiful. I got to send y'all pictures of it. Don't throw away any plants here because Milton <laughs> will take them home and try to nurse them back to life. Back. Yeah, he, will, he won't make them bloom or produce broccoli. <laughs> but yeah. But he'll take. I see you've still got some dianthus work left. Yeah, running low, but yeah, still yeah. a few. Now those at top of what Calvin and I were discussing are those bud bloom buds on the top yeah. of those plants. Yes. Okay. I didn't know whether they were uh, but it's funny. old bloom Pe- buds. No, people only only buy the bloom buds. <laughs> Even though it's not the right thing to do, <laughs> yeah, that's what people buy. Well, I don't think it's going to slow those any slow those down from blooming, like no. it might do some regular ones. Uh, I hate to ask this, but I'm sure that all the people rushed in and bought that. Uh, 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 burnt orange, uh, amaryllis. Amaryllis. Well, number four. We sold a lot of them, and we even had the the gentleman from Austin actually came in. Oh, really? Uh, I think he bought another one. All right. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, we got some good feedback on that. So the amaryllis bulbs that you're buying now. I don't think they've started sprouting this year. I think most of the ones that have sprouted are so these would be planted for Valentine's. You, yeah, you buy, right. You buy it now, it ought to be blooming, give or take, around Valentine's. Right. For the tea sip in your life. And you got, <laughs> and you've got uh, pictures on there. Yeah. That uh, sells them. So uh, there, there's just not many of those orange ones left, huh? Uh, not a whole lot of them, uh, and then then I heard that, uh, that we had customers coming in and buying them and shipping them up north because they couldn't find any. Oh wow, cool. uh, amaranth, yeah. amaranth, yeah, just the orange or all. Uh, period, yeah, just yeah. Uh, all the colors. They couldn't yeah. they couldn't find them up north, so they were shipping them to relatives. All right, that's good. That's Way to a go, good Trace. <laughs> and then the relatives could grow them and enjoy them up north. They've had some snow up north. So I've heard. <laughs> and cold temperatures. I hope they keep, well, I want the cold. I hope <laughs> they keep the snow. And uh, nobody in this town knows how to drive when it no. snows. Including so, myself. Uh, uh, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Have we got uh, any uh, paper whites left? Yes, we do. 
That's uh, we've kind of which is surprising. Normally they're already yeah. all gone. Yeah, that's why I asked about. I, that. I think it's because they didn't provide me with a, a nice color picture to put on the front. Yeah, but that helps. Or having having one air blooming or, or showing I, how I, to use. I them. did have some blooming around uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, they bloom well with some amaryllis. Uh, it, it does help when they do see the bloom, but. Uh-huh. In this case, they, they and didn't also see the picture. The, also, the fragrance yeah. will help. Yeah. Or the stink. Or the the, uh, yeah, some people, <sighs> some people like the fragrance. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're, that's a good plant, an interesting plant, too. Uh, of get for uh, Jerry and I, in our presentation of uh, 12 months of uh, color, we always mention paper white as one of the first ones to boom every year. But you could get it, you could have the four spoons first, and then you plant them out in your landscape, and then you'll have them come back every single year. I I had some transplant customers come in uh, last week, and they were wanting tulips. Tulips? I told them them we sell fewer and fewer every year, but they need to buy them in the beginning so they can refrigerate them. Yeah, right. Because they need to be planted around Christmas. Yeah, they they used to say... January or they used to sell one that they said it's pre-chilled. Had already well, been Char- Charles used to pre-chill them because you know he was from up north too. Oh, okay. Oh, so I thought they, he bought them like no, pre-chilled. They, they had he a actually... refrigerator and they stuck them in. Oh, no. okay. And, uh, <laughs> it worked. It, it, it did, but we kept selling fewer and fewer every year, so it made it okay. not yeah. so worthwhile. Yeah, they're neat to watch, but yeah. Charles and I had a discussion over those oh. selling of tulips. I liked them. <laughs> I had a whole whiskey barrel that was just mine. They devoted to to yeah. my uh, my planting. I planted some one way and some the other way, and they both came up. And the blooms lasted about uh, three hours. No, three, they lasted three or four days uh, yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah. least well, unless days. the deer found them. <laughs> oh, do you all have deer here in the nursery? Actually, not anymore. Oh, good. We used to. <laughs> yeah, I know. When they, when they started building that uh, that HEB next to us. Yeah, they forced all the deer this way, so we had to put that fence down there in the creek so that they didn't come in every night. And oh, and graze. <laughs> hey, we got to take. No, a quick break. browse. Oh, browse. I'm sorry. We got to take a quick break. Two one zero. That was graze. That was a oh much better term. <laughs> Thank you. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Come on by and visit with us today. It's a beautiful day here at Millburgers. Oh yeah. At sixteen zero four on Boulevard Road. Uh, and we'll be back in a moment with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace will stay and visit with us, hopefully, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. D- <coughs> Excuse me, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Ma'am, <laughs> are I, we losing you, Milton? I swallowed wrong. The the cedar cedar pollen. <laughs> yeah, it's real high. It's back in, but uh, I haven't heard it today. But uh, it dropped for some reason. Huh? That's interesting. Hey. Oh, there he is. He's, he's, he's coordinating your reindeer. Yeah. All right. So, 
while he's doing that, I'm going to tell you about BSG uh, Builder Systems Group, and uh, I'm going to tell you about BSGTexas.com. Now is the time. If you're interested, you didn't get the smart security system that you wanted. If you didn't get um, the uh, home theater system that you wanted, uh, you can treat yourself to uh, either one of those. And right now there's some great deals on uh, at BSGTexas.com. And the cool thing is, okay, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get the best equipment, uh, terrific service, local service from a company that tr- that continually gets five-star reviews uh, online. You can check out the other guys and see what their reviews are, and you'll be, oh, my gosh. Uh, but you're also going to get the best prices. Oftentimes, they'll even beat the prices uh, or by other guys by 10%. So check it out and see all the things they can do. Uh, they've got the, uh, the security system, the touchless video doorbell, the wireless uh, outdoor gate contact, no installation fees, and right now as, as uh, much as six months deferred payment. So check it out, bsgtexas.com. That's bsgtexas.com. Or call them at 210-877-1222. 210-877-1222 for BSG Texas. Or BSG, uh, bsgtexas.com. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're afraid the reindeer has found a home. Yep. He just he just looked at you with those big brown doe eyes and yeah. said, "Jerry's gonna Jerry's gonna find him." Well, I shouldn't say anything. I I live in uh, Braun Station. Yeah, right off of uh, Gilbo, and uh, I saw a buck chasing three does in my backyard. Hmm, it's a nice buck too. Kind Calvin catches on his fence. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, I, I, I use this as a decoy to get them to my yard. Anyway, uh, and then the, what? the gift certificate that I got here were, was a big hit with my son-in-law. Yay, good. Yesterday. All right. So uh, that worked out real good. Well, they, they got nice gift certificates. Yeah, and there's a lot of folks, I think, that uh, haven't finished they're shopping. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And a gift certificate's a good, still yeah. a wonderful gift because yeah. cause you uh, get the double bang. The the person gets to come and uh, <laughs> if a, a place like Millburgers, there's always something to see and uh, <laughs> kind of pick and choose what you want and think yeah. about the, the landscape issues you've got. And then you can buy it when you need it, when you're ready, if you want to plant something or... Uh, yeah. Tools, whatever. Yeah, he he always uses it or uses them for uh, fertilizer in the spring, 1959, slow release fertilizer, and also for uh, uh, Milton's uh, per- periwinkle, Vinca mm-hmm. periwinkle, which by the way, deer. And you, got, so, you mean he does not use it for uh, our. Uh, <laughs> Friends, it's a twenty-one zero zero. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, uh, Neil, Neil, Neil yeah. can, continues to recommend a hundred percent. anyway, he'll he'll find plenty. You can find plenty to buy uh, uses for it over here at uh, Millburgers. And I, I'm just well. Now, Trace just mentioned. I mean. We do. We don't stop here at Millburgers. Tracy says, 
Well, the fruit trees are going to be in. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't catch. Was it next week or? Yeah. Weeks? Yeah, next that's, week. That's amazing. <laughs> Already. Well, what's amazed me is how they have them in the fall. You know, that's that's unusual to now, get fruit trees in the fall. And these, you know, we, of course, Jerry and I have uh, several favorites. Well, oh, yeah. Florida King. Yeah. If you can get a Florida King low chill, just a consistent producer year in and year out, very high quality. Uh, if I had uh, had had Florida King in my peach orchard, I might still be in the business. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> uh, but it's a that that's a wonderful one. But that that's uh, Milberger says a tendency to have the the selections that are very successful in this area. I wonder if they're going to have more Red Baron. Oh yeah, you remember they had that last year. I about lost my mind over that because yeah. that's the a, a a productive ornamental peach. That's what that is, beautiful Colors. double ba- red blooms. Yeah, the colors thing. unbelievable. Yeah. And long the bloom is long, long standing too. Yeah, it's, right. stays on there about twice as and long. And they're early. I know the there's an orchard up around uh, Stonewall that I always watch from the road. And uh, they've got a they've got a, a red baron planted right at the edge of it. And that thing blooms before the rest of them do. You know, they used to have that uh, bloom tour up around Fredericksburg. Uh, uh, Jack Smith uh, and Dury Menzies uh, started that years ago. Uh, I guess... Uh, I know, I jumping around up there. I was I was looking out over uh, over our our landscape here, and I saw I've I've been I haven't seen anybody getting any kisses under the mistletoe. See that mistletoe right mm-hmm. by the hug me tree? Yeah, <laughs> it's hanging down. That big clump hanging down by. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of obvious, Calvin. But uh, <laughs> I'm wondering if any, uh, you know, you're supposed to kiss person under the mistletoe. But I haven't seen Just anybody. Watch out, Milton. I yeah, I, anybody, I don't walk. I haven't seen anybody kissing. Have you, Milton? No, they just hugged the tree. <laughs> uh, Neil Spare wrote in the uh, world of Mitch, he said, mistletoe. Cut my prune mistletoe out of trees for use in last-minute decorating. I don't think people do that as much as they used to. However, there's a big mistletoe industry. I forget which state that's in. I want to say Arkansas, but that can't be right. But uh, that sells mistletoe during the holiday. Yeah, I was trying to remember when it was. You and I had checked it out like... Uh, Ten years ago, it seemed like. Yeah, <laughs> the berries don't hold on onto the twigs very long. Plus, they're a bit toxic, a bit toxic. So be careful where you use them to decorate. In other words, those stupid berries. I think I think the berries are poisonous, more poisonous than the foliage. Uh, but but the, it's only for humans. Yeah. Well, not, well, maybe maybe for. <laughs> Maybe for pet, some of the pet yeah. species, but birds, 
They go right through birds. Their birds suck them right up, eat them, <laughs> enjoy them, and, uh, in fact, uh, uh, look for look for them as a And they're white, aren't they? Aren't yeah, the bears yeah. white? Yeah. Uh, are kind of translucent. Uh, but uh, look at the, look at these trees around here, and what the only thing green on these trees <laughs> is the uh, elm trees are uh, is the mistletoe, and I don't know why people want to get rid of the mistletoe. Well. Are you you are uh, ignoring all that wonderful ball moss? Up there, I know too. it. It kind of covered up the ball moss. Wait a minute. Do you ever see mistletoe growing around ball moss? Yes, you do. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean where the ball moss is under the mistletoe. Um. So that may be a way to get rid of ball moss on your tree is plant mistletoe around it. Yeah, I think I'd rather the ball moss. <laughs> well, you don't like mistletoe? Uh, I don't know. I've got both on. Uh, yeah. It's green. It is green. And it does better in mesquite trees. Yeah, that's where I've got both it, on. Yeah, it really. <laughs> I, I was talking to Mr. Fag, the old Mr. Fag, Eddie, and uh, <laughs> he was trying to get me to promote mesquite trees and we were over there this time this time of the year looking at his mesquite trees which were barren and bleeding you know how the how the bark bleeds uh, they bleed and uh had just finished dropping all those damn uh seed pods and i said there's nothing pretty about a mesquite tree in the winter and uh i said we need to put more figure out a way to get more mistletoe in the in the tree what do you think about that i kind of some of them have a real character character yeah you know that are that horizontal growth that some of them put on there and uh, (laughs) and pretty distinctive yeah Yeah. (laughs) and those sticky thorns and Uh, I, I think I, uh, a man that almost got in trouble for bringing some mesquite. I didn't realize there were so many mesquite uh, uh, species, which you're not supposed to bring into the United States. Mm. And this guy uh, brought some in, brought uh, numerous species in, and they about put him in jail for doing that. Huh. Because uh, they, they uh, he he was he was improving the mesquite, so uh, there you go. But anyway, uh, Calvin's article in today's paper is nice. Got some pretty pictures with it, and uh, he's, he's calling everybody's attention to uh, scale. I guess it's consistent. He uh, doesn't like mesquite, but he likes cucumber beetles. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful picture of it. Yeah, cucumber beetle. Let's see. Let me count the spots. We got about one minute now. Three, six, twelve spotted. This is a twelve spotted cucumber beetle. Are there other spot numbers? Yeah, I think there's a six spotted. Oh. 
Really? <laughs> You're just making this up. You no, know, there's there's different species. And of there's it. a lot of them out there now. It just surprises me. There's so many cucumber beetles in most landscapes. And Calvin says, don't worry about them eating holes in your spinach and things. Yeah. Because you can eat them, eat them with holes and all. The bugs or the spinach? The spinach. Oh, okay. After the, eat the holes and all. With oh, okay. You can choose to control them, <laughs> but if you haven't, you uh, go ahead and just eat them okay. with the holes right. there. we got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right here on The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. And Dr. Jerry Parsons, it's a beautiful day here at Millburgers. Come by and visit with us, uh, 1604 and Road, and uh, say hello and uh, yeah, and uh, enjoy the stuff. And, uh, we got Lonnie on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Lonnie, welcome to Millburgers yes. Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, thank you very much. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, uh, you too. You. I uh, I have a oh I guess it's about a four year old orange tree and uh, set uh, set some uh, miso cedo whatever oh right and, right uh, mio uh, and I know I've heard heard you address this many times but I never really committed it to memory as to what your solution I think you said that if I have offshoot or shoots coming from the ground uh, below the graft. That I cut them off. Is that correct? Yes. Any anything uh, anything arising below the graft is a will and will probably have thorns on it and will be yes, a very rapid a growing plant. Do what? It has a multitude of thorns. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a rootstock. So you need to cut it all the way back to where it's attached to the main st- main trunk. Okay. Um, and it may t- I, I've seen I've seen it take half the tree when you do that. But uh, you, if it's got thorns, you need to cut it back. Absolutely, it does have thorns, and I thought that was <laughs> correct. But before I made any cuts, I wanted to call and make sure. Yeah. They're they're uh, they're big thorns too, aren't they? Long thorns. <laughs> uh, well, at this point, they're I, I don't think they're all that large, but uh, they certainly are enough to stick you. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cut those off at the ground level, and what that'll do is channel all the energy of the uh, plant into into the good growth that will have right. citrus. Desirable top. Right. Uh, what about Jerry? That, there's a bit of a variation there, isn't it? If we've got, uh, oh, some of Mr. Moy's, uh, cold, yeah, cold weather, uh, cold, cold. Yeah, he said he had Cito. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but uh, those folks that got, uh, yeah, the uh, uh, Arctic frost. Arctic frost has some thorn, but I think they're uh, selecting away from that. Um, I mean. Taking wood off the ones that don't have. So it's not 
necessarily automatic, but uh, you're, you're saying that any of the older selections. Right. Probably Miho is definitely. I don't think Miho has ever grown on his own rootstock. I don't think. Okay. Well, we, tr- we tried it maybe earlier on, but uh, uh, the majority of those are grafted now. All Now all of them are grafted. Yep. Does it help you, Lonnie? Yes, it does. Confirms what I've good. Oh, good. remembered here. Good luck. <laughs> happy to, happy Thanks, holidays. Thanks. Thank you. All right, 210-308-8867. We've got a line open at 210-308-8867. And now the trace is up here. He can remind me of uh, what the uh, dormant oil sprays are called now. Dormant They've oil. changed. <laughs> dormant oil or horticultural oil. It's all the same thing now. It's, uh, oh, is that right? It's mineral oil. Mineral oil. Okay. okay. And uh, Calvin's article is about that. He first starts out talking about that. And uh, says, uh, as ho- uh, the, if you have fruit trees or shrubs such as hollies uh, and euonymus, chances are good that they are infested with scale insects. This is true. And, uh, and it doesn't hurt to spray them at this time of the year with a, a dormant oil spray. Now, will people do it? I don't know. We've been pumping this ever since 40 years, and uh, uh, this is a preventative spray. You don't see the scales running around up there. It's pretty important for peach trees. Oh, yeah, peach trees and and also euonymus. So they should try to get it on the fruit trees. They should get it, what, try three springs in over the dormant season or more? Uh, I, I would be kind of happy if they got one in there. <laughs> but you're saying you for, I, for ideal, I, I would I would recommend three yeah. three sprayings of the dormant oil during the dormant season. Obviously, it's got to be done before okay. they start to bloom. And it's, oh, yeah. it's not as easy as it sounds because you you want it to be 45 degrees for two right. two days in a row too. So it says watch for a two day period where the temperatures are forecast to stay above 45 degrees. Any colder, and the spray will not work. I never had thought about it. why I want the spray work. It doesn't penetrate. Well, in colder temperature, it coagulates. Yeah, it. Uh, Although that that I think is the old stuff. This new stuff, I'm not sure that yeah, that temperature range is the right thing anymore. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, we'll have to take a look at that because we. How many how many brands do you have to choose from now? Just one or two? Two, two, two? I think. I mean, we haven't gotten stock back. We have we have some, but we haven't got our uh, spring bookings in yet. I, I bet maybe it would say on the label. Mm-hmm. Probably for does. sure. Calvin always remembers these old recommendations, doesn't he? Have you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Poor I guy. especially remember them when I—they're the ones that I had to <laughs> do with forty-seven hundred peach trees. Oh, oh okay. man, what got into you? And uh, then he also talked about uh, in today's paper. That uh, that uh, says do not. Oh yeah, okay. Do not wait too long into the season to spray dormant oil, as it can injure some annual flowers. 
fruit blooms and new foliage. Now the old dormer oil, <laughs> uh, if you have pansies or flower, uh, green annuals beneath that tree, the old dormer oil would kill them. Dead as a hammer with o- overnight. Huh. But now I don't know about these new ones, whether yeah. they'll well, that's a, that's kill a whole new, new foliage. Study we'll have to If have. it's just mineral oil, I don't think it'll kill them. I don't think it'd be a problem, and I don't think the cold is as much over. I'm sure there's a temperature, Yeah. but I doubt it's 40 or 45. I wonder how it affects the flocks, Phanix flocks. Well, it's a perennial, so worst-case scenario, uh, you'd cut it down anyway. <laughs> yeah. If it's starting to go dormant uh, from the cold weather, it wouldn't hurt to spray it. And then uh, Calvin talked about uh, spinach. You got some spinach transplants? I I think so. Yeah. Did as of uh, Wednesday. (laughs) He says, Calvin says, if you planted spinach transplant earlier in December, you are probably experiencing an infestation by cucumber beetles. That'd be the only beetles you'd see out now, right? I mean, you don't see ladybugs out of this time. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. There's, lady, there's ladybugs, yeah. Well, those, well, we haven't had any calls on those ladybugs that they released to take care of the pecan uh, weevils, uh, pecan uh, aphids. No, but I've seen those. Asian. Asian the Asian. Yeah. They've seen those that uh, they're in the same plants with the. No, are they cucumber beetles? Cucumber beetles, but they're also the ones that want to get in the house. That's Yeah, those are the ones that want to get in the house. I've seen a few of those. You know who released those, don't you, Trace? Do I know how to release them? Yeah, I said, do you know who first released those? I'm going to assume you did. Into the state. You did? No, Texas A&M. Okay. (laughs) And uh, that's before they knew they would go in the house during the winter. (laughs) Uh, anyway, it's a an the, for you. The, yeah. the, the cucumber beetles. Uninvited guests. <laughs> they resemble ladybugs, except they are light green with black spots, as, as they've got a good picture of them in the paper. They, uh, I always wondered about uh, when Malcolm Beck would tell how he became an organic gardener. And he would tell, he would say that he was out, he saw these beetles, and he was out spraying those beetles, and one of his friends came by and says, quit spraying those beetles, they're ladybugs. Hmm. So I'm wondering if he was spraying cucumber beetles. Hmm. And and misidentified them as ladybugs. And the rest is history, as they say. I generally don't worry about cucumber beetles, but boy, they're, um, you hate to have them, uh, the <laughs> spinach and, uh, what else do I get them? Oh, the turnips. Turnips, they really. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Well, if they eat turnips, that's not all bad. Uh, <laughs> Poor turnips. They resemble uh, ladybugs, except they're light green with black spots. They eat holes in the spinach, turnips, and chard. Foliage, but uh, and the damage is severe to those greens. They can be sprayed with 
Malathion, spinosad, or one of the other organic insecticides. So you don't want to eat holy vegetables, is what you're telling That's me? That's what it says. But but Calvin just Calvin tells those people tells people that uh, let me see where is it <laughs> that don't worry about eating the holes. You know, eating eating the holes in your salad. So. Uh, I don't know, Kevin. Are you a, sure those bugs are not spitting on that if you put it, If you put enough ranch on, you'll never see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll just run through the holes, right? Yep. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Chase, what is that, uh Spray that's—it's uh, got organic. That uh, I mentioned spinosad and and uh, malathion, but there's another one you got to form uh, that the active ingredient. Remember, but it's an organic. Uh, there's a pyrethrin with sulfur in there that we do sell a I lot think, of. Yeah, now because you got the contact kill of the pyrethrin, and you got some residual. Uh, with the sulfur, and I would think that might that might do the job on. Uh, well, for that beetle, cucumber yeah, beetles. and you hit him, you kill him, as well as you're leaving a, a residual on the leaf that that is a so-so-y insecticide. So uh, yeah. neem might be another choice. But uh, uh, generally, you know, generally I don't worry about the cucumber beetles, but uh, well, I, this year there's quite a few. That that one seems to be more versatile because I think the sulfur actually impedes the spider mites so we, we saw a lot of it at the end of tomato season yeah for people that are trying to get the plant to go just that much longer to get some production off of it that's old timey technique sulfur yeah. but a lot of people have trouble using it well, this is a ready to use uh so it's pretty simple what's the product what do you remember what's uh bonide tomato and vegetable spray i think is what it's called bonide being the brand name uh-huh that might be a good option for your cucumber beetles. Milton? Yeah? I'm excited. I can tell. Because Calvin, we've we've turned Calvin around this year. He doesn't care about the low-flying birds or the zinnias? <laughs> well, he still cares about that. But he, he's using terminology that used to he would never use. Oh, what's that? Talking about the uh, bowel worm killer or dipel. To control the uh, wor- eating worms, it quickly ends uh, the caterpillar. It quickly ends feeding, and causes a terminal constipation oh. in the caterpillar. He likes that word. Doesn't yeah, he? he does. A you think word, you think that two words together? Can you, he just can makes you use constipation in the paper? Apparently so. I, it's hard to believe they would. They, would let you they, they obviously printed it. I'm proud of you, uh, Calvin. Maybe not. Calvin's given us a bad input that. I was just thinking think they also left uh, <laughs> left my uh, beer traps. Yeah, it's got there. it in there. Wow. Slug, the slug gun snail beer traps. <laughs> you mean they've taken it out before? They have. They and they um, <laughs> when I try when I try to make it a little bit humorous, they <laughs> generally. <laughs> Make it not so humorous. Yeah. <laughs> it triggers people. <laughs> well, on that note, when I was young and Uh-oh. single, Uh-oh. my plants, they never got watered. Okay. 
They were given uh, cold coffee and warm beer. Oh, no. <laughs> well, a lot of people, ble- uh, in fact, be- uh, Malcolm Beck, we mentioned a while ago, uh, used, used be- beer byproducts and, and Coca-Cola byproducts in his compost pile. I can see the, the, the Coke. The, the, it's, sugar, the, it's sugar. Yeah, well, then, and they probably eat up the... Start the composting quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, there's good 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 uses for beer other than enjoyment's sake. Um, let's see. The cold, uh, talking about birds, the cold, dry weather means birds will appreciate extra food and water. Supply them with seed and suet. And install at least one birdbath. The bonus for gardeners is getting to observe many species and individual birds. Now, if this if this thing stays dry like it has been, yeah. Well, we heard, hope Milton's forecast is right. Tuesday next, night to Wednesday night for next week. Uh, Up to seventy percent chance of showers. The blue bonnet population is going to be way way low. I don't know. Because uh, the blue bonnet population depends on coming up or germinating at this time of the year, and if if uh, it hadn't, it hadn't done that. Now we've we've uh, Dr. Larry Stein and uh, uh, a Rob has have got uh, Derosha has gotten our color seed planted. And barely got them up before this drought started. But they ain't growing because we ain't got any way to water. So uh, the ones in the wild haven't got a chance in hell of coming up. Oh, man. So if you want to see blue bonnets, white blue bonnets, you better come on over and buy some transplants, plant them out, I like and where water he's going with that. What's that? I like where he was going with that. And okay. water. I was worried there for a little bit, but sure. Uh, you know how I feel. Luckily, we've gotten rid of all the blue ones. <sighs> I like the blue ones. <laughs> well, obviously, other people do too. Yeah, they all bought them. But we've got a lot of whites. Burton wh- Orange was the first. To see yeah. Them. Oh man, that thing it was barely on the shelf before they were all gone. <laughs> well, we recommend with these whites. And the big plant, they're big plants. Uh, probably the best blue bonnet transplants that have ever been grown uh, is mixing them with those yellow pansies that he has abundance of out there. Faces and non-faces, right? <laughs> yes. I know you had a lot of faces at one time. Faces on the little pansies. They just talked to him too. He'd walk put, by. Hey, yeah. Jerry, what's going on? Put them 12 inches apart. Plant to plant, twelve inches apart. Plant a white and a and a yellow pansy. Oh, he shifted that. Twelve inches he, apart. Hadn't hadn't he recommended eight inches before? I'm not sure. But twelve, I think, is better for sure. Because <laughs> I I just remember when I when we uh, yeah tried that promotion years ago, and uh, when the blue bonnet started yeah. their growth. The pansies disappeared. No, really? Because <laughs> the boo-boo on it's yeah, so okay. fast. 
Well, the reason I ex- expanded that de- but with a park is because these blue bonnet transplants are larger than any blue bonnet transplant that's yeah. ever been on the market. Yeah, they'll be twelve. They'll have twelve, twelve inches space. Oh yeah, just being planted. And uh, we we used to when we we would plant our colors out. Uh, for some reason, the Verstraten family uh, was our fab f- farmers <laughs> out on uh, old old Pearsall Road. Would uh, they'd always grow their transplants big? When the rest of us put them out and uh, and kept watered them and everything, they would hunker down, you know, in in a small rosette uh, and, and develop their root system through the winter. But uh, they always grew great big ones, and of course they had the first blooms and everything. They've quit blooming, haven't they, Trace? No. Well, the people pick out the blooming. <laughs> And we talked about that last weekend, how there there is a selection within the species of uh, white bluebonnets that uh, sends up early blooms. And the first one we saw was six weeks after it was planted from seed hmm. in the greenhouse. That's pretty quick. Oh, yeah. But uh, we just never worked that into our... Uh, breeding program. All right, well, hold that thought. We've got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Back with your calls right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Y'all were talking about Vincas a few minutes ago. Uh, Thank you. Despite the cold, despite the winds, despite everything else, my Vincas are still looking great. I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> common or if I've got a, a rare Vinca or I just take such great care of them that they've... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not the latter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Vinca's pretty tough. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, and, uh, doesn't seem concerned about the weather at I, all. I like them in the fall. Yeah. Because they go with pumpkins and, you know, for the fall decorations for Halloween and things like that. Uh, they they quit actively growing, I think, but they still bloom yeah, this throughout, still, throughout the fall. This one's still and blooming. We, well, yeah. And uh, if you've got them in a protected area... Uh, They'll take a pretty good cold, cold temperature. Well, the cats sit on them. That probably keeps them warm. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. it, rather than using a protective cloth that you can get here in Melbourne. We'll use a protective cat. A protective cat. There yeah. you go. If you can get them to sleep on the right place. <laughs> That's the challenge. Uh, but, no, they're a good plant. And uh, it's always sad to the people that have deer when they freeze out because uh, that's kind of there at the end of the trail for something that the deer won't eat in the winter. Maybe they could, maybe you could plant your uh, 
uh, Irish cowboy. The, uh, the, you say they won't eat Irish? Uh, Except they, this year they kind of nibbled at the oh. Irish leaves. Is that right? Yeah, I was just checking the other day to make sure that there were new shoots coming up, new leaves. Yeah. There are, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they've been nibbling. They've been nibbling that. And the Irish leaves are still green all winter, aren't they? Well, yeah. Right now, mine look like there's nothing there except for about an inch and a half. Oh, the deer ate them that yeah, that bad. Kind of nibbled them back. Nibbled them back. Oh, damn deer! <laughs> I don't care if they were the first thing that the pilgrims ate. You know, I mean, quit it. No. Well, what maybe if they the- ate buffalo. No, they didn't have buffalo up there. No. Uh, maybe they had. They, where, where were they in the <laughs> New England? Maybe they had lobster. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did. They did. Uh, that that's on the list. Good. Yeah, lobster. <laughs> they were eating high on the hog, so yeah. to speak. Milton, do you recognize that flower? I can't see it because the sun's behind it. Okay. Uh... Oh no! What is that? It looks. Is it a sinisa? Oh, that's your sinisa. But, but it's tubular, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is are all sinisa flowers tubular? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. It's a close-up of a sinisa flower. Okay. Yeah. The, with it, with it, uh, just goes to show you if, uh, depending on how they take the photo. Yeah. It's very hard to identify some of those. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. That's a good close-up, courtesy photo. Maybe Neil took it. Uh, Neil got a question. Is that, can I trim purple sage or sinisa that's grown too tall? If so, when and how much? Now, before we get into that, uh, if you got a sinisa that's tall, has grown too tall, grown tall, and never blooms, it will never, it's in too much shade. That was, that was a big drawback to uh, taking something out of the wilds like Sinisa or Texas Sage and uh, putting it in landscapes. Yeah. The water and the shade, two things that are deadly on mm. uh, Sinisa. Well, but and also 20 years after you put the Sinisa in, quite often the tr- the shade trees have grown over the top. Right, right, exactly. So if 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 yours hadn't bloomed in a couple of years, uh, and Milton knows that they've been predicting rain big yeah. time this year. They should be blooming now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You could refer them to Milton and Milton's uh, club. Yeah, there Sinisa you go. Club. We'll talk to him. We'll get him into yeah. some Sinisa therapy, see what, see. See what the issue is. and and anyway, Neil says uh, about trimming it, so you can take up to one-third of the stem growth off Texas purple sage, Sinisa, uh, in, and late, in late January or early February well, would be the best time. He recommends the, the pruning at the base, doesn't he? No. No. <laughs> he just said one-third of the stem growth, not, and, and not he said, said use hand tools rather than doing a formal shearing. 
do consider, too, replacing it with one of the dwarf uh, sage selection. Now, Benny Simpson came up with some dwarfs. Oh, really? But they never were popular. They never have been popular here. They're big time popular out west in uh, Arizona and uh, New Mexico and places like that. I wonder why they, why they weren't popular here. I don't know. Maybe people just wanted the big one. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if those little ones uh, predict rain, Mel. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> I'll have to ask the club. But uh, as far as pruning them back, of course, uh, what Neil's getting at is to have the uh, prune them in late January and early February. Uh, that's before the new growth begins. Now, as far as not using a <laughs> using hand tools rather than doing a formal shearing, there's some people around this town doing formal shearings that just knock your hat off when yeah. they bloom. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the things we brag on. <laughs> oh yeah. On the plant that that it's you amazing. Can use it like a hedge. And yeah. You can get some blooms out of it. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, <laughs> There's one over by by the medical center. Uh, what road is that uh, that I go by all the time? Where's uh, Bob? Yeah, it could be. And uh, whoever's doing that is a is a master. <laughs> and uh, he he prunes he prunes it not flat straight across, but it it has dips in it and. Uh, it's uh, uh, what am I saying? Sloping. It's almost a sloping cup. Now that would be done also in uh, in January or early February, so it it'll start sending out sprouts. I don't I don't get you photo. I don't know. I never thought about fertilizing Texas A's. No, I, in fact, I think I don't think it would be a. I don't think it would be useful. We've, uh, when people ask about it, we say, well, <laughs> you know, you hate to say no fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. Most of us don't fertilize. Again, if, there, if, there's a, if it's in a landscape, the fertilizer you put on the lawn is probably going to get a little bit on the, around the uh, Sinisa because they'll have a, Sinisa has a very a fibrous root system. Uh, you, you wouldn't think of that as a drought-tolerant plant would have that, but they do have a very fibrous root system and uh, spreads out over a large area. So when the water goes away, they can still uh, still find some, some moisture. But uh, it, try hedging them. But like I say, if they're not in the sun, and if you overwater them, or we get into, I know, I hate to say it, but we used to have rainy periods, didn't we, Calvin? I, I guess. <laughs> I, that's what I remember. <laughs> and what I remember is the first Xerscape Garden there at the San Antonio Botanical Garden, uh, set, I think it was five, five uh, very large Sinisa plants were donated to that Xerscape Garden. And planted it. It was it's, uh, right before the right uh, in front of the uh, that house that uh, was it a barn or a house that they 
they built there. And it had a little Xerscape. It had our first Xerscape sign on there. And the first rainy spell, rainy season that came, they didn't, they didn't realize that all the water drained from the botanical garden down to that parking lot through that Xerscape planting. And one rainy spell killed them all, well, you killed know, all five of them. We did the same thing at the uh, library. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had this, we had no provision for uh, them to uh, intercept any excess water or yeah. move it out of the area. So it just came, went down in there, and this <laughs> this uh, zero escape became a swamp. Yeah. And it didn't live very long. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, that same runoff ran through the, the Rose Garden at the Botanical Garden. And uh, they tried everything to, to to make that rose garden work in that location. And uh, you would dig down to plant a rose and dig down maybe two feet, a foot and a half, and you'd hit water. Huh. Be water running down there. <laughs> Thank Bless you. you. Uh, Neil also has a question about uh, blackberry plants that have been very productive. Somebody wrote in and said uh, they had two blackberry plants have been very productive. Said, I'd like to plant more. Can I get more plants from the two I have? Uh, and the answer to that is absolutely, says Neil. Uh, in fact, that's the way they're propagated, uh, well, vegetatively. And that's the way they take over your landscape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Underground rhizome. Well, is it rhizome? Yeah. Underground roots. And so uh, a lot of times when you get rid of a, of a black bear planting uh, Good and, luck, and dig up the mother, the big plant, up comes numerous other plant, plant around it, from it. All the offspring. <laughs> And it says, uh, you can use the sprouts that are formed around the two mother plants. That's a new growth that will have berries this year. And uh, Or you can use root cuttings from large roots. Uh, they will develop their own roots and grow top growth. Uh, winter is the best time to get your new plants going. And uh, you just dig up a... A large root, and it, it you probably it probably won't hurt. Yeah, I mean you don't dig them all up, but uh, you dig around those uh, mother plants uh, that have grown back since last year's harvest. You want to leave those, by the way. If you if you have blackberries, you 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 cut out the stem, the uh, growth that had berries on it. And it'll kind of die back anyway. But uh, you cut that out in June and let that new flush of growth that comes from the 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 base um, be. It'll have next year's berries on. So uh, so you can take some of those roots from around those plants and uh, and uh, start you some new ones. 
and now they'll be vegetatively propagated, so they will be the exact same as the mother plant, of course. Now, the uh, this is very important if you're if you got if you're lucky enough to have one of the newer varieties. Uh, my favorite, uh, and I think Calvin's too, is Kiowa. That's a new one out of Arkansas. Oh well, I say new. It's been on the market what four or five years, I guess. But uh, it has the Brazos, the variety Brazos blood in it, which has big berries, big huge berries, and uh, the, but they uh, and they, they turn sweeter than yeah they got Brazos they faster. got the sweet they've got the sweetness from someplace else yeah. because they're <laughs> they're so much sweeter than the Brazos yeah yeah. But they got the size of the brazos uh-huh. and the, the plant of the brazos. But uh, yeah. brazos is out of A and M, by the way. Cow uh, was out of uh, out of Arkansas. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is with us on the porch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. So it's a great time to call us at 210-308-8867. What you got there, Trace? <laughs> I'm going to discuss the... Uh... I've got the dormant oil. Okay. <laughs> so I see no minimum temperature. I see a maximum temperature of 90 degrees. Right. So don't spray it in the summer. I do see it uh, labeled to uh, test on certain things but uh, before you spray all of it. But it does specifically say not on ferns and ivy. Huh. And hmm. the others you should test. I would think ivy, <laughs> ivy would handle that, wouldn't you? Well, the other, the other interesting would thing he? is it can be mixed with any other uh, insecticides or fungicides. Oh, that's interesting. As long as they don't contain sulfur. Oh, and then what happens? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe. It's not on the label. I can't tell you. Okay. Just, just, so, don't, just don't do it. Just yeah, don't do it. Yeah, we used to talk about uh, fortifying the dormant oil with an insecticide. So that's good that they mentioned that on there. Something like malathion. And the reason we do that, uh, especially in... Uh, late spring when it's a little bit warmer uh, is because those scale insects they have they are, they're covered with a, a covering calcium covering yeah but the but then the, there's a life there's a phase in their life cycle that they're actually uncovered running around and so you, very slowly running around. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, you can use that insecticide to knock those out. Well, we even used uh, if it was a non-food plant, we used to acephate oh, yeah. sometimes, like euonymus. Uh, acephate and dormant oil work pretty well. I would say it's a good recommendation to use on all citrus that you might have. 
whether you see scale or don't. Because, uh, of course, there's a white peach scale. Yeah, which is pretty easy. beautiful white. <laughs> it's a whole lot easier to stop a problem from happening yeah, than it is to fix yeah. it once you get it. And it, it makes the leaves shiny, too. It makes them pretty. Yeah, don't tell my wife that. <laughs> and I saw somebody buying a citrus while ago. I'll tell you, it's, now it's New Year's gifts. Are you uh, okay? Or belated Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, that's there. People like citrus around San Antonio. And uh, y'all have had such a good supply of it. Uh, both in the fall and the and the early spring. Well, you should see how many are coming in March. Oh, a lot of them, huh? Uh, it's well, there's only a couple citrus growers left, right? And we went most of the summer without much. That's right. So uh, we don't want to be in that same boat again. Well, you got you got them in in the fall, didn't you? Sure. I but, mean, that's where they came from. But I lost about three months worth of, of selling, and you know that pain is <laughs> very painful for me. <laughs> I think I think more people I think people buy more citrus here than than anywhere else. And uh, I don't know where you, where, where you have you been where you've had citrus. <laughs> well, the valley and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, they're so used to citrus down there. Uh, I remember when I first came. Well, they don't grow it as a backyard residential because they've had it as a, yeah they've seen it as a commercial crop. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, when I first went down to the valley, first time I'd ever been down there, I flipped out because people had uh, grapefruit trees in their backyard. And the grapefruit was all over the ground, laying all over the ground. And they would beg you to go out and get that fruit. You know, I said, can I have some citrus? Oh, hell yes. And uh, they'd give you a great big basket to, to get all you want because they're uh, they're trashy down there. They don't eat them all down there. They're so productive. But they can't grow satsuma. They, they can grow them, but they're not near the quality of the satsuma we grow in this area. They, they, uh, they don't turn as sweet as they do in this area. And uh, Well, but, and our grapefruits do pretty well here, too. Those, yeah, yeah. sweet, yeah. I'm real happy with them. So uh, this is... With the with the conditions that are put on citrus now in the state of Texas, uh, we appreciate uh, the growers that the growers that are growing them, because it's a very complicated matter to grow citrus in Texas. And then we appreciate uh, the nurserymen for making them available. And uh, they're they used to, well, I'm saying. 30, 40 years ago, didn't have much citrus around. No, we sure didn't. <laughs> uh, I remember Mr. Aldridge, Aldridge Nursery out at Von Army, uh, were the, first, the only ones at that time that had satsumas. And they would have them, they would have them sometime. And you never would know when they were going to have them. Mr. Wester tried it. Yeah. <laughs> but the only ones he could find were like 15, 30 gallon. There's huge trees. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, nobody wanted to dig that kind of hole. No. <laughs> and they anyway, needless and to they say, were, it didn't work. We didn't sell them very well. And they were super expensive, too, as I remember. But anyway, that's, that's all changed uh, thanks to our growers and our nurserymen. 
And now we not only have an abundance of trees, but we also have uh, different varieties or, or newer varieties on the market. Some so, of them are more cold tolerant. Than yeah, yeah. Had uh, in the past. I did order some uh, some Arctic Frost and uh, oh, good. Bumper, and then I ordered some more of those Dragon Rootstock ones too. Okay, good. Uh, that's uh, he's talking about the uh, Flying Dragon Rootstock that's uh, is being put on some of our uh, Mister Moy's citrus. That was on lemons and limes too. Was it on lemons yeah. and limes too? Yeah. And uh, it again that goes back to the grower uh, because they're a thorny, uh, uh, snarly looking plant. The the actual flying dragon rootstock, but uh, so it takes a while to grow them, and also it takes. A uh, expert, which they have, <laughs> uh, to graft them, to bud them, they bud them. Don't graft them, but uh, they're supposed to, <laughs> supposed to dwarf them. Now, <laughs> I've never, I've, they've never been available to test that on. That I've, I've been able to get a hold of. Well, we're gonna have a limited number, but we are gonna have them. Good. And so people can experiment with them, and uh, they ca- they came out of Florida, Flying Dragon did, and uh, they 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 wrote pe- papers, research papers on the fact that uh, the Flying Dragon rootstock would indeed uh, dwarf the trees. Now that's we found out that uh, on the uh, uh, Mr. Morris citrus. Growing them on their own rootstock would uh, would produce a dwarf tree, half size of a standard size, grafted on a sour orange rootstock. But uh, that growing them on their own roots took too long to be profitable. So uh, this this may be an be an option, and if they've learned how to do it on the flying dragon. That may give us an improved tree in the in the future, and that what's amazed me about all this citrus. First of all, is the way people buy it at all all months of the year, and secondly, how they buy it for Christmas gifts, and thirdly, <laughs> uh, how many how many lemons they're buying. Uh, that's the most popular. Is that the most? That's lemon, the most popular. Then limes, yeah. Then satsumas, yeah. And grapefruits at the at the bottom. <laughs> and the the pro, the pro, problem with limes, regardless of the rootstock they're on, they're extremely cold sensitive. But the uh, the lemons have uh, what is it? Meyer that you always grow improved yes. Meyer. Uh-huh. And the improved means that it's virus-free. The uh, but the uh, it it seems to have taken some pretty cold temperatures. Lemons have. And I had one brought back this morning. They wasn't too happy. Oh, is that right? Yeah. But did they do? They didn't cover us. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what they did, but uh, it, it was burnt back. All the leaves were gone. Yeah. They. Uh, well, the stems were recovered. still green. Some of them. 
Yeah, that's. Well, that, is it still in the container that you they bought wait. it in? No, because they stuck it in the ground. Oh, okay, okay. So it's in the container now because we're gonna cut it back to try to see if we can. Yeah, do yeah. Something again. I bet it'll leaf out. Yeah, the lemon lemon has a tendency to be recover pretty quickly. Uh, even even when it gets all the leaves yeah, off, yeah. quite often it'll have, it'll have fruit that same year. It's yeah. just amazing. Usually when they drop their leaves, they don't have fruit the following year. Now, limes, that's pretty consistent, I think. But, uh, but uh, that, that lemon has been very popular with people. It's a nice fruit. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how it works out. Uh <laughs> Here's somebody that has noticed and worried about the fluffy moss that's growing on some of the branches of my pecan tree. Fluffy moss. <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> and Neil answers, uh, this guy says, those are probably gray-green lichens. And if so, they're... Tandem growth of fungus and algae nurturing one another. That's nice. Hmm. They also develop on boulders, <laughs> so they're absolutely not parasitic. I will say, here he goes. However, from a life's career of observing these lichens, they do seem to be more common on on branches that are dead or dying. Same way with the ball ball. Yeah. All righty, guys, we got to wrap up for today. I think Neil's getting at it. No, I don't think Neil's going to go where you want him to go. It's only on dead or dying branches. We can discuss that more It's tomorrow. more likely to be here. <laughs> yes. All right. How could that be? I don't know. We'll Why is that discussion on Sunday? There you go. Thank you, Trace. We'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to uh, Barry and Rachel back at the station doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow on The Answer.